the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason here. Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, we're, we're talking, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, the first sign anyway. And, of course, Bed Bath & Beyond, it's a weaker retailer to begin with. Uh, but holiday online sales uh, was only up. 3.5%. So uh, that, that that's a number uh, that has to be disappointing, especially, you know, inflation is at least 7%, uh, so only up uh, 3.5, according to Adobe Analytics, uh, overall spending uh, over the holiday season. Of course, you know, Christmas fell on it. Really, they had everything in favor for them, Jason, because Christmas was on a Sunday, so you, you got the whole weekend you know, that Friday, Saturday to, to get those last-minute gifts. So pretty disappointing online number, uh, and they said a is, lot is that, of it. Joe, a is, lot that, of that. is that 3.5% 3, 3. from last month or 3.5% from last Christmas? Yeah, it's fi- uh, we're, we're talking about uh, from holiday, uh, you know, the holiday. So, so from Thanksgiving to Christmas, that that whole time. Got it. Okay. So that's what I wanted to know. They, though, they, yeah, they, the, they the Black a, a Friday. Yeah, the Black Friday number. And you know, think about it. Last year, uh, people still had a lot of that COVID money. They didn't right. have this year. You know, so right. that, that, that it would be surprising if it was up from 2021. That's why I wanted to make that number clear because sometimes, sometimes you got to get to understand where that number is coming from. Yep, yep. Only up, uh, like I said, three five electronics, jewelry, things like that, uh, were actually down. Computers, TVs, sporting goods, uh, a lot of the sales driven by deep discounts as well. So, uh, again, I think we're going to see, uh, you know, that, that pressure on the retail side. It's going to be interesting because we've been talking about, are we going to see the layoffs? When are we going to see the layoffs? We got jobless claims today. Uh, the number came in at 205,000. Uh, that is down from 223,000 the previous week. So this really, uh, between ADP's job number and the jobless claims number, uh, that, that got the spook into the market that, uh-oh, you know, uh, I think a lot of market participants were hoping February would be the last rate hike. Now they're like, oh, these numbers are too good. We're going to see more rate hikes, higher for longer. Here's the interesting part in this. The unseasonally adjusted numbers, 275,000. Unseasonally adjusted last week were 270,000. Now, I don't know how much the seasonal adjustments are supposed to add or subtract on any given week, but it just seems like, wow, you're going to discount like 25 to 30% of the job. It just seems like a big number because that unadjusted number, 275,000, that number's up there a little bit. 
it's moving a little bit. It just seems to just creep. And it's, uh, the last bunch of months, you know, it just, just you, every time you, uh, you, you give this number out, it's just kind of creeping up. It's not, it's not blowing us down, but now that the holidays are over with, we'll have to see the next couple of months, Joe. This, this, uh, it's, seems like it's all being timed and ready to happen by, uh, by February, March type of time frame when these things really start to nosedive. Yep, so there you have it. This is this is kind of the start. The Dow down 400 points. The S&P's down 42. The Nasdaq's down 120 points. Uh, gold's off 20, uh, 1836. Silver's down uh, 60 cents at 2336. We still got that sale going from yesterday. Uh, really super hot pricing on silver dimes. Uh, and, and Silver Eagles, the dimes at 110, the Silver Eagles at 730. Take advantage of those things. Uh, and again, if you're worried about volatility in the market, I know you can always call my son. You can always call Joey. Make sure your 401ks are right. Make sure your assets uh, are protected. 602-909-9048. Of course, or Jason, if you don't want any part of this market, uh, you're, you're accredited investor. You got 50,000 to invest. You got to check out our friends at Y Refi. Uh, huge, huge returns. You can have up to 10.25% returns guaranteed, not tied to Wall Street. It doesn't matter. You know, we had Joey on a couple weeks ago and he was talking about Jason. Uh, at Northwestern Mutual, they expect 2023 to be another ugly year. So if you want something not tied to Wall Street, investyrefi.com. Uh, that's the word invest, the letter Y, R E F Y.com, or call 888 Y Refi 24, 888 Y Refi 24, and let them know that Joe and Jason sent you. But to give you an idea, of how worried the markets really are. Because, you know, the Dow, probably not a great indicator of how worried. Really, when you look at the bond market, uh, today we have a tiny, a tiny tick up in yield. Uh, not even three-tenths of a percent, 0 .02 uh, at 37 Three, and we know the Fed's funds rate is between four and a quarter and four and a half. And Neil Kaskari was out yesterday, Jason, saying, listen, we're going 50 more basis points in February, right? We're, we're, we're going to do 50 basis points in February. So now you're talking four, seven, five to five and a half, and the 10-year note uh, is only yielding three, seven, three. That just tells you that there's a lot of angst because here's the problem. With the size of all the debts, think about all the all the collateralized debts these these uh, these banks are holding all these derivatives. You think about the national debt. You think about the Fed's balance sheet. Uh, all of these debts. It won't take a lot of Bed Bath and Beyonds, uh, to Jason, to create a problem. And again. Uh, if people really start losing jobs, uh, that's going to be something where, you know, does that really create another housing crash in price? Because a housing crash in price is just as bad to the banks as it is as far as businesses going under. 
Yeah, you know, the one thing is I, I keep thinking they're, gonna, they're not going to go down to just a, a quarter point hike, but uh, you do keep hitting the uh, the jobs uh, need to be a, a more severe situation. So I guess if the jobs number, maybe even if the CPI number comes down, which I think it will, uh, as they're trying to ha- have this, you know, this this victory over inflation, that they're going to try to, you know, fake people into thinking they got under control. But if the jobs numbers don't, you know, if they don't get bad enough, Joey, I guess you're right. It, it will have to be a half a point in February because they yeah. need to push that in that direction so they can get the, the result they need, Joe. So very, very interesting. Yeah, and again, right now, at least today, uh, the, the numbers that we got today uh, not conducive uh, to rate hikes uh, slowing uh, as quickly as some may hope. Now, we got other, you know, right, we, we got retail sales online, not great. Bed, bath, and beyond, you know, I don't think people were really necessarily surprised by them. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, and, of course, remember, tomorrow we get the government's number, uh, and, and, and those numbers, they've been very erratic between ADP and the government's number. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. The pattern as of late is the government number's been higher, Jason, than the ADP numbers. And I think that's what the market's worried about today is if ADP is saying, you know, 250,000, man, is the government going to come out and say 350 or 400,000? I think that's what they're worried about. Yeah, and the housing prices, as you're saying, Joe, the, if you get a huge amount of job losses, you would expect the housing prices to drop. However, I did, I got an email, uh, I won't go into his full name, but Jeremy knows who he is. Uh, he works in the, in the housing market. It's just you know, a little quick thing. Is it? This is one of those things, Joe. Where you know, remember, I keep talking. I think we're heading towards a, a, a type of uh, small version of the uh, the dark ages, where you end up with peasants and lord. No, no business class. The middle class goes away. I think we're headed straight for it. And this is kind of what this is what I look at when when I, I think this. Uh, just uh, what he wanted to say, he's done some re- repossession work for HUD, learned quite an interesting little new factoid. Although there is jumping uh, treasurer notices and a lot of foreclosures action happening, much of what is behind the scenes is being re- uh, dispositioned quite differently than previously. I've had several big shot realty people tell me that a big hedge fund is picking up all the discounted and, and distressed properties, all of them. Uh, it is happening through asset management companies as well as HUD and, and, and FNRA, FNMA. I've heard from several different sources, uh, several different locations. So uh, hedge funds, uh, you know, kind of quietly coming in, Joe, and, and scooping up what's probably a problem that's already here, and the housing prices aren't crashing because, well, someone wants to buy everything up. They, I think, Joe. They understand. Well, you're buying if they're if we're talking about we're talking about foreclosures. Uh, so so they're going to be buying them at a steep discount, uh, no right. doubt about that. So it's it's going to be interesting. Is if we get the people that bought houses in 2021, 2022, if they start walking away because those loans are not favorable right now. It just depends on where they're at. And and I know this. The, Bankruptcy, they're starting to happen a, a little bit here. It'll be interesting if it becomes a big, big number, uh, if they're going to be able to do that. Because I'll say this, the big ones, BlackRock, Blackstone, Jason, they're facing redemptions. People want out. Uh, BlackRock right. today announced that they're suspending their redemptions. 
uh, saying, hey, you know what, you guys want out, but you know what, we've got, you know, y'all, it's always the fine print, isn't it? Right? Well, in the fine print, I know we told you you could get out, but you know what, if everyone all wants to get out, then we can tell you you can't. Right, Joe. I guess the interesting part of the buying of the homes is if, if we're going to have market downturn and housing prices going down, why buy them now? Why not buy them later? I get the feeling that the big companies know that this inflation will come back and that a new home build could be $500,000 later this year. Well, what if what if that happens? And you scoop up everything you can get right now. Anything is distressed, you scoop it up because – uh, yeah, housing prices can crash and they can go down, but that can go sideways. You know, if the inflation is 20% or 25%, it's raging, and housing prices go sideways. That's that's a housing price crash. And so this, these are cheap houses, and 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 it's, I think what we're going to see in the next couple of years is is a, is a type of market situation we've not seen because the debt is so large versus the 70s and 80s when we had the big inflation. Joe, it's it's a different situation. We're going to see some things that are not the same as the 70s and 80s. It's going to be really interesting. Again, I'll go back to jobs. If, if people don't lose their jobs, and right now, listen, I'm not seeing it. I'll, I'll, and I've said it a bunch of times. I'm not seeing it. Uh, I, they're, they're just not there. Uh, now, can it happen immediately? Yes. Right after the holidays, let's see what's left. But to Jason's point, listen, if we don't get these layoffs, because I'm going to tell you right now, the, the era of cheap oil, this is it. We're, we, once we get past January and into February, cheap oil goes back. We're, we're going to see $100 oil again. We're going to see prices rise at the pump again. We're going to see a lot of that stuff. And to Jason's point, we, we need the job losses to prevent it. And if we don't get it, Jason, we're in this scenario where, again, and I think this is the Fed's been saying, higher for longer. I think so too, Joe. And I think even if the inflation you know, comes back, it lowers a little bit at the beginning of this year and then comes back. I don't think they raise the rates to compete against it at all. I think they just freeze where they're at. So I, that, that we may have we're going to have inflation and crashing markets, Joe. They're, they're going to have both. I don't see how they don't we don't get both. I don't see how inflation stops. The, the situation we have with the debt and and and. Uh, all the money that they printed, and then I think they're going to continue to print money. And I think it's not, it's not going to be out in the open. They're not going to say they're printing it as much. That Fed balance sheet will go up, though. Well, I think we'll have that indication. And then what are they going to do, Joe? I think I think stagflation is is the future with a lot of prices going up and, and uh, everybody's income staying sideways, Joe. Talk about that. And, well, peasants and lords, I got an update on the peasants when we get back. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. $20 gold, that 2115 U.S. Silver Eagle rolls. Uh, that's 20 U.S. Silver Eagles, uh, $730. And then uh, the cheapest silver we have, rolls of dimes, silver dimes, 50 silver dimes. Those are at $110 at 800 951 And we, we've talked about, you know, think about really what's happened over the, the, the last 50 years, about what's really happened in America. We've had a massive expansion of debt that, that the world's never seen. I mean, in, in 1971, the debt was $400 billion. We do that on a bad month now. Right? We celebrate 
that we only had $1.4 trillion of debt last year. But here was the problem with that number. The Fed was buying a whole bunch of, 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 of adding to their balance sheet on top of it, pretending like that wasn't. It's all a farce. I mean, we've got over $40 trillion worth of debt. But what we've seen, Jason, is a huge slide in the standard of living of people in the United States. And it's covered up by huge amounts of government spending. We've got more people dependent upon the government than ever before, and, it, and it's growing. Even when they say, oh, wait, it's good times, these numbers grow. Uh, Medicaid.gov. So you got Medicaid, you got Medicare. Right? Medicaid, that's for the poor people. Uh, as of August 2022, so this, is a, this number is a little old, 90,550,412 individuals enrolled in Medicaid and CHIPS. And CHIPS is kind of, what, what, simply put, Medicaid for children. Uh, the Children's Health Insurance Programs, uh, according to the data, they're saying that the most recent number, because that was the government's August number, the number now stands at 96.2 million Americans, and they're anticipating that by the end of January, Jason, somewhere between the end of January and, and mid-March, we are going to surpass 100 million people in the next 70 days or so that are going to be on Medicaid or the Children's Health Chips, uh, which I call Medicaid for Children. Think about that. I mean, we only got, what, 330 million people or so in the country? You know, it, it's, an, it's an incredible number. It's, it's interesting. I was having a discussion the other day, Joe, about standard of living. or, or Actually, uh, I, I kind of lean this one towards uh, we're, we're coming into, I think, in America, a real discovery of, of value and price. Uh, after World War II, when the dollar, the Federal Reserve note, became the world reserve currency, I think America enjoyed several decades of artificial standard of living, way above the value of things. I think Americans, uh, I know the one parent working and, and uh, paying for everything. I mean, you could, you could go uh, work at McDonald's, essentially, and, and pay for a whole family of four. I think because of the world reserve currency change that happened after World War II, I think I think there was an artificial standard of living in America. I think by the time Joe, you get to uh, the 1970s, I think 1971 is a good is a good number. By the 1970s, I think the the standard of living was it was it was still very high versus other countries, but I think it was getting to be more the way the value of things. I mean, think about the 1970s. Anybody that lived back then, and I I can just go off of what I you know understand and I've read. The value of what you paid for and, and the things that you bought, the price of a house, the uh, the interest you had to pay on things, and not everybody had a credit card and was in debt. Uh, I think everything was kind of standard. The quality of items you bought, the, the quality of houses, the quality of things you would buy at the store were were, were, were were equal to the 40s and the 50s. You know, you had, you had decent quality stuff. I think what you've had, Joe, uh, since then is slowly but surely a shrinkflation. The prices of goods and services kind of stayed pretty decent. But the quality went down, which is hiding the fact that we were losing our standard of living. Now, Joe, we're at a place now where 
the, the quality of the stuff we buy is so low, and now it's getting really expensive. You know, we shouldn't be paying. I, I, I bought uh, two quarts, not even a, a gallon, two quarts of paint to get some stuff done at my house. They were $30 per quart. I think that's as bad as the Federal Reserve, as, as devalued as the dollar is. That's the that's the value. That is the value. How how decimated the dollar is. It was it wasn't an easy thing back in the 70s, uh, in the 60s and so on. To just, you didn't just go to a, to a big box store and just buy everything, put it in a cart and run off with it. it. It it just wasn't that easy. The quality of the stuff is down. The prices are now going up for lower quality junk items. Joe, I mean, when's the last time you went to a store and saw quality things, Joe, to buy? And when you find well, you quality, know so funny. how much is it? Yeah, you know what's so funny? I was talking to them the other day. My wife and I, we, we bought eggs. They were $7 a dozen, right? And that, that was not the most expensive uh, eggs there. Uh, the problem, and Jay's talking about quality, here is the problem. There was one egg, and it was, and I forget the price, uh, but I, I want to say like three seventy nine or something like that. So the, the lowest quality that they had, but they didn't have any. They were out. Right. Right? I mean, so it didn't even matter what the price was or the price. It's just not there. Joe, Joe remember, we, we talked to Gene Koontz on the Half Empty Cup of Joe, and he was talking about uh, basically your, your charge in your body. And he said, hey, by the way, you really shouldn't have rubber-soled shoes. You should have leather-soled shoes or, or other materials, not rubber. Well, that's what we've been using, especially the last 50 years, is, you know, hey, you get a pair of sneakers, and it's rubber-soled, and that's a lower quality you used to have shoes that were leather, and, you, and, and then when the soles got worn out, you would take it to a shoemaker. He'd take that sole off and put another on. So I was, I was, I was pricing. I was, I wonder what a good pair of leather shoes, where you, you know, actual something that you would wear for decades, even. You know, what, what people would buy shoes, they they wear shoes for years and years. They, you know, that was your shoes, right? Eight hundred, and some of these shoes are twelve hundred dollars, Joe. You can maybe get a, an okay pair of, of standard old-style leather shoes for like $600. Think about that, Joe, $600, $800, $1,200 for a, a, set of, a set of actual shoes that you would have wore in the 1800s and the early 1900s. Can, can you imagine, Joe? Yeah, it, it really is amazing. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki, you know, we talked about him last week. Uh, man, he, Jason, he's come up with an, an update, uh, and I've been telling everybody – He's been moving up his forecast. So you go back to it. He started talking about get ready for the big gold and silver run. Uh, and, and he was talking about that in the summer of, of 2022. Uh, and saying, hey, in the next three to five years and then ten years. Uh, and all of a sudden, he's been moving up that short. That three to five years. It's been wrapped up, and, and now when we get back, he just gave his latest update on where gold and silver prices are expected to be this year. You're not going to want to miss it. Stick with us. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. Silver dimes at a hundred and ten dollars. Silver eagles seven thirty. Twenty dollar gold two thousand one hundred and fifteen dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And yesterday, Jason and I were just like, I mean, pretty simple. If you want to pay more. 
for your gold and silver, then wait, right? Just wait, right? Because you'll pay more in March and June and July and August, September, right? Robert Kiyosaki, uh, we are talking about this uh, for for quite a while, uh, and he's updated where he thinks prices are headed. He's now saying this year, gold to hit $3,800. Essentially, Robert Kiyosaki saying, listen, gold is going to double this year. Silver. Now this one, and again, uh, I, I, I try to stay out of the predicting, but, it, but this guy, listen, he makes his money by telling people what to expect. He's saying silver could be $75 before the end of 2023. Wow. So that just screams to me one thing, because these types of moves only happen when there is a smokescreen of a fake or otherwise emergency. That means something big is going to happen. We can just guess. We all know pandemics or wars or whatever. 9-11 9-11 type events, that kind of a move, Joe, that happened this year, I, I don't doubt that that can happen. That always is accompanied with an emergency to get people looking the other way, Joe, and they can yeah. then you can, they can yeah. blame it and point the finger at it. And let's say, say, okay, wait, 75. All right, well, 35, 40, 50, right? I mean, this is something where uh, he's not saying, hey, I expect silver to be $25. Right, and you know, here it is at twenty-three dollars and change today. Uh, I, I just, and again, I hope he's wrong. And I say that because if he's right, then what Jason and I are telling you, right, we're wrong, right? We're not being, we're being too optimistic right now, Jason. Uh, with with if Robert Kiyosaki is saying $3,800 gold and $75 silver, that means not only did we get the job losses, we, we got the stock market crash, housing crash. Right? I mean, you're, we're talking the whole shooting match. We're, we're, we're talking about reliving the financial crisis all over again. The difference is, Jason, now we got the new rules, right? It's not bailouts, it's bail-ins. Well, Joe, that little email that I read uh, from the guy looking at the properties being scooped up, I think I agree with, you know, under Robert Kiyosaki's pricing, I would say housing goes sideways. Once again, I think the prices of things are going to stay strong. I'm just saying for where he's saying. He's saying stocks, bonds, real estate, all crash. Uh, And, again, we'll we'll wait and see. Uh, But, but again, listen, if we get the big job losses – that we saw back in the financial crisis. There's no doubt in my mind. You, you just get every, housing crashes, everything crashes. I just haven't seen that yet, but it, it's something that, you know, you know, yesterday we talked about the, the manufacturers. Nine straight month, uh, month of declines. Haven't seen that since 1973-74. Today, we got the service sector number. So the service sector PMI. The sixth straight month in a row, uh, 44.7 was the number. 50 is like even. So we're falling farther and farther into contraction. 
And it, it, it's just mind-blowing to see, you know what, you, normally you'll see, okay, well, you'll get one month, right, just because of uh, accounting or a weird month, a uh, calendar year, something, uh, the government ordered one million planes or something like that to get a one-month positive. Jason, we're not even getting that, but here's the funny thing in that PMI data. Companies were still hiring. Even yep. with yep. the sixth straight month of declines. You know, Joe, uh, during the Depression, and, and uh, you would think since nobody had money that the prices of things would go down. Prices of many companies, you know, a lot of companies, a lot of people went bankrupt, but the prices didn't really go down. On They had food rotting in the fields. Prices of food did not go down. So I, I think certain sectors, Joe, are going to be uh, inflated and prices are going to stay strong, and other sectors are going to be completely decimated and have no value at all. That, that's what's going to happen. Um, I don't say that the housing prices are, aren't going to go down significantly because, hey, I bought a house. I don't want my house price to go down. I, I remember when I bought my first house in 2000. It was the end of 2004. So when the housing crash happened, my, the price of my house went down. I didn't really care. I, the way I looked at it, my, my mortgage was just cheaper than a rent anyways. So I, with the house I bought in 2020, I'm not really – I don't care too much about – the you know obviously I don't want my house going down to like $100,000 or something, but that's just not going to happen because the cost to build a house is a certain price. Those goods, the wood, the glass, the metal, all the, the concrete, those things aren't going down. And so, so Joe, I, I think I think Robert Kiyosaki making this prediction of where silver and gold is going to go is just showing you that certain sectors are just going to be unimaginably expensive. And if you can't afford it, too bad. That's I, we really are heading for that, Joe. Yeah. Well, again, I know that that he. Uh, talked about uh, the gold premiums, the silver premiums, and said, don't be an idiot, pay them because it's going to get worse. But it, the nice part is uh, the premiums uh, are really uh, have come down into a, a very uh, much better level than what we've seen over the last few years. We'll see how long it lasts. Uh, but, but, again, it's one of those things where um, I guess it's going to be the degree. How everyone knows it's going to get worse. The question is, how bad does it get? Uh, Robert Kiyosaki saying, hey, it's going to get a lot uglier. Paper Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason here. Uh, Dow's down 415. Uh, the S&P's down 43. The Nasdaq's down 113. Gold's down 23. Silver's down 64 cents. Copper's up uh, about six cents. And crude oil uh, is up. Now, granted, crude oil had a tough day yesterday. We did get uh, crude oil inventory numbers. We had another, uh, well, a small crude bill. But a, a, a bigger decline in gasoline inventory is kind of a wash. The problem, Jason, still taking almost 3 million barrels out of the strategic oil reserve. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, uh, we'll, we'll see because you, you, you've mentioned, you know, uh, it's obviously the winter is, is less driving, but we're still dipping in. So what's that going to look like when, uh, when May and June rolled around, right, Joe? Is, is, are we going to still be doing that level or, or are we going to take more or, or how much is going to be there to begin with right yeah and and again 
we're, we're at the lowest levels in over 40 years uh, when it stops. I mean, at what point do we stop? Uh, I want to say we're now down to 300 in 83 million barrels, 383, and just I'm just doing some quick math here. Uh, that's about 18 days uh, of supply now. So so we've broken through less than 20 days, uh, and, and now we're down to about 18 days. I, I guess if there's a positive, they were releasing between 7 and 8 million barrels. Uh, now, now it's around 3 million barrels, but... Uh, again, Jason, it just doesn't bode very well when winter ends and that, that springtime and that summer demand, especially if there's not job losses, uh, we, we can see oil get very high again come that April, May, June time period. What do you think the price of oil will be at that point, You know, seeing where it's at now? I mean, uh, how, how fast would, do you think it would go up by that time? Well, I guess it depends what happens in the markets, too, in the next couple of months. It does. It does. I mean, li- listen, if it stays the way it is, okay, what we've been seeing, yes, uh, we've had a slowdown in jobs. We're still creating, you know, 250,000 jobs, and, and wages are still uh, hanging in there. They're still growing a little bit slower, according to ADP, but still growing uh Easily over a hundred dollars again, Jason. Easily, got to remember, we we caught a break. We actually caught two big breaks this this year. No big hurricanes, at least not where it mattered. The one in Florida didn't get into the refinery areas, and then China was essentially at, at least three hundred million people locked down pretty much all year long uh, on the rolling COVID lockdowns. Uh, that really uh, prevented oil from getting really ugly. Uh, this time around, China stays open. We kind of hang in there, and you can't use the strategic oil reserve anymore. I, I just, you know, again, there's no reason. I mean, 100 plus, 120. I mean, uh, we're going to go back to 4 and $5 a gallon. And, and again, unless we start seeing big layoffs, and we haven't seen them yet. Makes you wonder if the China shutdowns were timed just to open up for this coming market uh, stress that we're having. You know, if they were open all year last year, would this thing have already happened, Joe? Yeah, and again, I I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, but anyway, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Jason, we got one more show tomorrow. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. We'll, we'll be doing some giveaways again. Uh, and, and everyone just, listen, keep adding. Even if Robert Kiyosaki's only half right on his prediction, man, you'll want to be buying today. Jason and I, we're coming right back with the Half Empty Cup. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. 
Hey guys, Tommy with Revo Knives. Wanted to let you know that we're bringing our knives laser engraved here for 1360 KHNC. You can pick them up at 2 South Parish Avenue here in Johnstown at their radio station. They're laser engraved with their logo. We're really proud to partner with them and have our Revo Knives on display, all for you guys to carry with your EDC rotation. Certainly can't underestimate the quality or the value you get for the money. Stop by and see them today or pick one up at RevoKnives.com. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.